Hello and welcome back to the Beerly Football Podcast. It's about football with Beerly. I am your host, Zachary Smith. Join with me as always is Kerry Dempsey and Trevor Scott. How are we doing tonight, boys? I'm great, man. Good to be back. One day closer to football. Kerry, how you well, doing? I'm not Jeff Bezos, so I guess I'm not doing well enough. <laughs> you could be doing better. Yeah. Maybe next week. That means- we'll see. We'll see. Listen, I I hope that you do turn into Jeff Bezos because that would really help us, you know. I would sue you so fast for something. <laughs> I'd find I'll give, something. I'll give you guys like a solid like half a percent of my money. Half a percent? Hey, that's still like how many billion are there? Carrie, you wouldn't hey, be that... who you are today without me and Trevor. My liver would Poor be a little... Little... Billy Schwartz would just be a a thought. <laughs> I know, right? Of the past. Anyways, what are you drinking, Zach? So, doing something new today, trying out a new beer. Um, I like to keep things fresh for our listeners. So I'm trying, and it's a sour, which I normally don't like, but... It is uh, an Academia Brewing Company, uh, Little Marmalade, and it's a wow. cit- Citra Dry Hot Sour with Kumquat, very, very tasty. This is another uh, shout out to my boy, my confidant, my hero, Ritesh Patel, brought these by for me to try out. Absolutely love them, so uh, shout out to him again, uh, if you're in the Gainesville area, uh, check out his uh, his place. He's a great guy, and and uh, and uh, yeah. So, uh, what about you, Trevor? What are you having? Uh, I'm just keeping it simple tonight. Um, I'm not going to be able to shout out Total Wine tonight, unfortunately. Uh, didn't have the energy to go over there, so I just went to the gas station, picked up a case of Bud Light. So, yo, yeah, I'll didn't be try, didn't I'll realize be, we were we, we were drinking pee tonight, so. <laughs> I, and I went with the Miller High Life because, you know, my trademark, <laughs> I always live the high life. Always living the high life. All mm-hmm, right. That's me. So you, you you said we were one week closer to football, Trevor, but football is back. No, we're one day closer to, to real football. Yeah, but football is back. We got to watch the preseason games this past weekend. Um some good things, some bad things. Uh, a lot of rookies debuted. Uh, Dude, if you want, you have to watch Nathan Peterman for four quarters. Like that's not exactly football. your life can't be that bad. Yeah, uh, like listen. Come as on. much as I think Nathan Peterman is a scrub, played pre- played pretty good football there for for a good for a good uh, a good game. He ended up with pretty good stats. Yeah. Because honestly, there's nothing else I'd rather do in my life than watch Geno Smith play Nathan Peterman. Like, what is this, the CFL? Listen, at one point, Geno Smith was a Heisman candidate, so... I just, like, don't get why, like, guys like him are just on rosters. I feel like you can't find a younger guy than, like, Geno Smith that might have a little more potential. It's not like Geno Smith is going to, like, randomly one year come out and be the next Russell Wilson out there. Well, you don't know that, though, Kerry. I think I'm going to make a bet that Geno Smith will never become Russell Wilson. And do you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll bet some money on that. Okay. No, no, we don't bet money on this show. 
we, we bet we, beer we, on we this show. Paper and we bet beer and we. But no, that's too broad. That's not. That's yeah, not. That's too broad. It's too yeah. broad. We're not going to make too bets good on Geno Smith's uh, odds of becoming Russell Wilson. That just doesn't seem like a, a good bet for anybody. So. Uh, but uh, who who impressed you most? We had a lot of rookie quarterbacks see their first playing time. A lot of guys um, get some playing time that you know typically wouldn't. Uh, who impressed you the most out there this past weekend? Gary, he he had that one eighty-yard touchdown pass to Hamler. Who? I think he was like Drew Lock. Drew Lock, yeah. I think he he finished like. Like five and seven for like 150 yards, two touchdowns. He looked pretty good. I mean, but Bridgewater looked good also, so it's kind of hard to really for either one to pull away right now. So it's going to really be up to next week and what happens then. But both of them look good, so it's going to see what happens the rest of the preseason if one can stand out from the other one. Yeah, I was really impressed with Drew Locke's play. Um, I got to see, I, I watched pretty much every preseason game in, in preparation for the show tonight. Um, and the ones that I didn't watch, I at least got to see the highlights from. So I got to see the big plays. Uh, Drew Locke really, really impressed me. Even on the throws that were incomplete, I, I felt like he had command over the ball, throwing it all over the field, putting it in some tight spots, dropping dimes. Uh, and I, I think, I think, um, obviously we have to see the way the way the rest of the preseason goes, but I think if Drew Locke plays like he did in that preseason game, now granted he's playing against some backups probably. I, I think, and the one thing with the Vikings, I think they benched like, they had like 20 guys fit out of their regulars. So like the Vikings barely played any of their yeah. Starters, even in the first quarter, it was all backups the whole way. Yeah, but if if I continue to see Drew Locke play like this, I, I think the Denver Broncos are going to be pretty good this year. Now, granted, I don't think they're going to beat the Chiefs, but I think he still a lot. He still has a lot of potential. I mean, yeah. Still, what, yeah, third. definitely. Yeah, so he was great I was, in college. I was I was really impressed with Drew Locke um, in his his debut this season. I mean, I think that's why Bridgewood. People want Locke instead of Bridgewater because Bridgewater, I don't think there's a chance for him to take that next step. But Locke still has a lot of potential, even though he's was pretty bad last year. Well, he but, showed I mean, flashes of greatness, but it was never consistent. So inconsistent, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I think I'd rather take a chance on a guy that like Bridgewater is going to be the more steady guy and more consistent. But I think I'd rather take a chance on a guy that. Could take that next step if he give, if he gets the playing time. Yeah, at least at least for one more year. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. A um, couple other rookie quarterbacks saw their debut. What did you guys think of Zach Wilson's debut? I thought he played really good because you know I'm I'm a Zach Wilson hater, so <laughs> I was I was watching that. I didn't think he was going to be that good, but he looked he looked good. He looked calm. He looked mature and. Hopefully he'll play a little bit more next week, but I'm not a I'm not a huge fan on him either. But I feel like people have been like really quiet on him lately. Because like when he was right towards the draft, everyone was hyping him up and he kept on rising on draft boards. But last like month or so, people have been leaving him out. If you look at like rookie QBs, everybody's been big on like Fields and Lance and obviously Lawrence. But Wilson's kind of just been that guy. 
the other one that's been kind of left out, and we'll see what he does in preseason if he can kind of get the hype back up. Yeah, um, he looked pretty good. Um, I'm not a big fan of Zach Wilson um, because he's fanboying for other quarterbacks right now, and I think that that's shows a little bit of immaturity. You got to want to be the guy, you know what I mean? And if you're fanboying over Aaron Rodgers, like he said <laughs> he was, uh, although Aaron Rodgers is a great quarterback and all, I'm not I'm not saying that like he shouldn't try and emulate Aaron Rodgers' game. But if you're fanboying over Aaron Rodgers, you're not. Uh, to me, that shows that like, oh, this is like a guy that I, I I'm never gonna be able to be like. But like, I like him so much. You know what I mean? So that to mm-hmm. me was like a big red flag in terms of his maturity level. But I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Me. Um, another guy we got to see, Justin Fields for Chicago. Uh, what did you guys think of his performance? He was amazing. He was definitely the best uh, display. Most exciting. Got most people talking. It showed a lot of dual threat ability with his, between his running and his... Yeah. But, I mean, he did look a little shaky at the beginning... Yeah. Obviously, first, but once the Dolphins' starters left, he kind of went off against the second string. So it'll be interesting to see how he does later on in the preseason when if, when starters get more playing time. Yeah, that's one of the things that concerns me about Justin Fields. He looked really shaky early on um, against some of the Dolphins' starters. Now, granted, we've talked about how the Dolphins have one of the better defenses in the NFL, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, them, uh, yes. him not playing well against the Dolphins and playing actually pretty poorly against the Dolphins. We could get sacked for for a fumble and then a three and out in his two series. Correct. You get. I forget. Wait, I know he had a fumble. But I don't remember what he did a second series. Regardless, he he didn't look good. Um, yeah. And uh, him being able to play well against backups is still good. It's a good sign that uh, he's he is getting getting ready to take uh, take over there in Chicago, and a lot right. of people are excited about him. But uh, but for for playoff purposes, would you rather have Dalton or Fields this year? Obviously, Fields could be the future. He's a lot more potential. But just, just for this year, um, just for rather, the playoffs, just for the playoffs, yeah. Would you rather have Dalton or Fields? I think it depends how much uh, playing time Fields gets before the playoffs. Yeah, I would agree. If he can settle into a groove, I'd rather have him in the playoffs. But if he's still unexperienced and mature, then let's just say that rather have whoever it is starts the whole season. I'd rather have. Oh, then I'd rather. I'd rather play have Fields if he starts week one. If Fields is ready, then I'd rather have him. But if he's not ready, then I wouldn't risk it. Yeah. Hmm. But uh, so moving on to the next quarterback, we got to see Trevor Lawrence um, out of Jacksonville. Uh, didn't look fantastic. Um, as a Jacksonville fan, this is me saying he didn't look great. Um, but I, th- I still think that there's a lot of they still have to learn a lot. I mean, you have a new coaching staff, you have. A, a new quarterback, a new coaching staff, so it's going to be a new offensive playbook. So everyone's still learning how to run the system there um, with a new quarterback at the home. Uh, and if you look at Gardner Minshew, he looked much worse, actually, um, than both 
uh, C.J. Beathard and uh, Trevor Lawrence. So I think Trevor Lawrence is on his way to securing the starting job week one. Do you think it's a smokescreen that Mayor's saying that starting role isn't up for grabs? I think it's absolutely a smokescreen. Just trying to get him someone to trade for him? Yep. I'm surprised no one hasn't because, I mean, he's like 30, I think 37 touchdowns, like 11 picks in his first two years. He's looked pretty good. I'm surprised no one has taken a chance on him. Yeah, I mean, the problem is, is Jacksonville's quarterback situation isn't the best already. And even though he's competing for the starting job or quote-unquote competing for the starting job, it still looks kind of weak that he hasn't he he hasn't solidified himself more on that team than he already has. Does that make sense? It looks like yeah. he doesn't have the ability to come in and take a starting job and play great. Mm-hmm. He looks it, right now his career looks a lot like the career of a journeyman backup. A little bit like a, if you will like a Ryan Fitzpatrick kind of situation. Yeah. I mean I know a lot of the most of the teams that drafted QBs have been very hesitant to like name their rookies as starters. I mean Lawrence, he still hasn't. Lance, obviously. Fields as well. I mean, really, it's only been Wilson has been the one that, and Mac Jones also. But it's really just been Wilson, the only one that's technically named the week one starter right now. Is Mac Jones named the week one starter? No. Oh, okay. But he's getting a lot of reps. So he's getting a lot of reps. It's very close between him and Cam, but I'm I'm hoping Mac can take it. But we'll see what Belichick goes with. I feel like he'll end up going with him. Do so. You want Mac Jones to be the starter? You're a Patriots fan, so I'm asking. Yeah, I'd much rather have. Because I mean, as of right now, I don't think there's a huge difference between Cam and Mac, as you've seen in like practice and preseason. I just don't think Cam has anywhere to go up at this point in his career. Well, putting Mac in right away is just going to get him first hands-on experience. Okay. And the, the more he, he plays, the more he's going to improve. And with Cam, I just really see a ceiling. You know, I think if Cam starts, he'll bounce back from last year, but I don't see him leading this team that far in the playoffs. And while Mac might not do it year one, getting him the experience this season could set him up for a bigger year next season. Okay. Instead of sitting on the bench to a mediocre quarterback. Now this is a little bit off topic, but like, did you uh, did you get a chance to see the video of the Giants practice where uh, <laughs> oh where Dan- Daniel Jones did not look great or no? No. I- okay, so there's this video coming out of Giants training camp. Um, where Daniel Jones drops back to pass. The offensive lineman misses a block, just doesn't even touch a guy. Um, and he's blocking literally nobody. Uh, so the blocker comes through free. Uh, obviously, they're not going to hit Daniel Jones in training camp. That would make absolutely no sense. But Daniel Jones um, throws the ball to what is seemingly just a, 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 a linebacker not guarding anybody. And then the linebacker drops the pick. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. It did not look great. Um, so do you think, this is a little bit off topic from what we are talking about with the rookies, but do you think that Daniel Jones 
can still take a step forward this year? Or is hearing a story like that, I know you haven't seen the video. Uh, I'd recommend everyone go look that video up. Um, I know I it's, saw it. I saw it on the Pat McAfee show. So uh, you can find it there. But uh, if Dan- do you still think Daniel Jones can take a step forward after watching a video like that? It's practice. Everybody makes mistakes here and there. It's, I mean, it really just comes down to the regular season, what he can do. No, I, I still think he does, but I, I mean, I could also see the scenario that he fails. Mm-hmm. I think, I think Minshew is actually a good fit for them because you know he wouldn't cost that much to get, and the chance that you know Daniel Jones struggles in the first like five or six weeks of the season, mm-hmm. bringing a guy, bringing a guy like Minshew that can keep the Giants in the playoff race with that defense. That mm-hmm. uh, just in the case that Jones doesn't pan out, I think Mike Glennon's their backup right now, and you know I don't really see them pulling Jones for Glennon, but you know if they got Minshew, he's a guy I could see you know Jones struggling early on and then going to Minshew, and then drafting somebody next year if neither of them work out. Okay, uh, yeah, I was just I I saw that play and I was like, man, that just does not look like a team. I don't know phrases. Just doesn't look like a team that's executing well. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, the, yeah and they had that fight a couple yeah, weeks ago. Yeah, they had that fight a couple weeks ago. Jones ended up at the bottom. Yeah, that's that's not great. Not yeah, great the, to see that. The Giants always seem to have some issues going on since without Eli playing Brady. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but... Yeah, I, I think they should be competitive this year again. Okay. I mean, it's really just, it really is going to be whether he can take that step forward. All right, but we'll see. Yeah. Um. What? Uh, so, do you have any other notable performances that you liked coming out of preseason? I don't really think. Um. Honestly, Tua looked pretty good for his first drive, first couple drives. The inter- the interception was bad, and that's pretty much yeah, what everyone was seeing. But he was I forget what he he was like. He had a pretty good completion before that. I think he was like eight of ten for like ninety yards. He looked he was moving the ball, and I think this year he'll take more chances. And obviously, he's going to throw. I think his interceptions will be up this year because Miami wants him to be less conservative. But looked good. So I mean, we'll just see what happens if. Because I think he's in a similar boat as Jones, even though it's only second year. I think it'd be kind of a make or break for two as well. Mm-hmm. Um, some other guys, Kellen Mond really didn't look good at all for Minnesota. I th- I think he's still a ways away, and obviously yeah. Kirkland isn't going anywhere. Yeah, but I think a couple some people thought that oh maybe Cousins is in the hot seat now, but I think just. That first performance shown Mon's just not ready yet. Yeah. So we'll have to wait and see, but I don't think Kirk Cousins is, has to worry about his job security right now. Yeah. Um, let's see. Dave, Davis Webb, he, or Davis Mills, sorry. He didn't look that good either. I know he got a lot of playing time for the Texans. Um, Tyrod looked pretty good in his one drive. Yeah. I know you're a Tyrod fan, but do you, best. you think he'll start week one instead of Mills? Um, or Texans will want to try out with a should-be-pretty-awful team this year. 
I think that's tough. Um, I feel like he's going to get playing. I feel like he. I feel like he could. I think easily he could get the starting job there. I feel like that's not. It wouldn't be that surprising, Um, given that he does have not obviously the same skill set as Deshaun Watson, but a similar skill set in the fact that he can also run. He can threaten with his legs. Um, So. I, I feel like, and he also doesn't turn the ball over, which is a good thing. Now he doesn't push the push the ball down the field a whole bunch, which a lot of teams want to do. So that might be a, a downside to him. But if, mm-hmm. as long as he's hanging onto the football, not turning it over, you know, playing his really conservative game manager type quarterback play that we expect out of him at this point, uh, I would be surprised if Houston didn't start him considering right now they're just looking for some kind of stability. Even if it's not very great, mm-hmm. they're just looking for some kind of stability. If they can get uh, – not Deshaun Watson. If they can get Tyrod Taylor to provide a little bit of stability in the in the form of not turning the ball over and, you know, even if he's not leading the team on many touchdown drives, if he's not turning the ball over, I think you still, you still keep him as a starter just because you don't have to deal with the defense uh, – potential downsides of putting in a quarterback, having to throw a bunch of picks, and then uh, having your team lose all focus and all uh, motivation to play anymore, which ends up happening a lot with teams that turn the ball over early, start like 0-3, and and then uh, end up doing absolutely nothing the rest of the year. I do do think you're going to see a lot of quarterbacks for Houston this year. I think they're going to... Yeah? They're going to be bad, I think. They have Jeff Driscoll, too, and... I think Mills will obviously get some time this year as they'll want to... I, I, bet, I think they'll end up drafting somebody if Watson doesn't return next year. So I think they'll at least give Mills a chance this season to see if they have anything in him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm, I, I think Tyrod will start week one. I don't think Tyrod's going to finish the whole season as their starting quarterback. So he's currently ranked as the starter at quarterback on their depth yeah, chart. I don't think Mills really impressed people, and unless he really pushed himself for these last couple games, I don't yeah. think there's anywhere he'd start. But I do think he'll get some playing time this year when the Texans fall out of the playoff race. And let's see. Uh, do you watch Jordan Love, too? Uh, I, I didn't see much of it. Um, he had an injury, too, but he looked yeah, pretty good. Yeah, he, he got hurt. I believe. I don't think it was anything bad, but he was injured in the game. Um, but he looked pretty good. 12-17 yeah. for 122 touchdown. And you wonder, if, do you think if he keeps looking good this year, obviously Rodgers this season, but you know, if Love is good preseason, and maybe later on this season, if Packers have already clinched, Love will get a start or two at the end. Do you think it'll pave the way for him starting next year? Um. I think that they don't have any other choice than to get him ready to start this year. I'd be shocked if Aaron Rodgers came back for another season with the Packers. So with all that being said, I think that they have no other choice than to get him ready to start this year because Aaron Rodgers is gone after 2021. You know what I mean? Not if all his buddies come back. Did you see the report about Clay Matthews? Yeah, I did. Packers, (laughs) Packers denied it, but... Seems funny bringing all the guys back. You know, they also bringing mentioned Jordy the, and Bringing the bringing the team back together. 
Like Jordy Nelson unretires. <laughs> 48-year-old Jordy Nelson back in the game. Let's bring back the whole like 2015 Packers roster and see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> Donald Donald Driver's next. Donald Driver, yeah. Um, Greg Jennings. Um, yeah, there's uh, <laughs> bring that whole team back. AJ Hawk. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're going old school. <laughs> yeah. But, um, we'll see. Yeah, Anything we'll to see. make Rogers happy. <laughs> yeah, I I just I don't think there's a chance he ends up back in the Packers uniform. I I, I just don't see it happening. And where's your prediction for him ending up next year? Um, Las Vegas, Denver. Depends. Is Las Vegas committed to Derek Carr? Do you think? Every off season, there's rumors and rumors and rumors about how they want to move on from him. It's been for I don't know three or four years now. I don't. I don't think they're in love with. Carr. I think they like Carr, but don't. I mean, I, I he's played well. I mean, as well as he's anyone good, could with that but team. Like, I feel like there's room for upgrades. Like if well, you can yeah. get Aaron, if you can get Aaron Rodgers, I'd dump Aaron Derek Carr. But it's not like you're in a bad option. So I think that's just their mindset. Every year they're like, "Oh, he's he's fine." If but how much how much money would they have to give Aaron Rodgers to go there? I'm sure it'd be a ton. Yeah. So would you rather save money and keep Derek Carr, who's a pretty good starting quarterback, or? So save money and then maybe help out your team in other ways, or take Aaron Rodgers potentially lose some money in areas that you need improvement. I think I could see the Las Vegas, you know, trying to get the big name in Rodgers. You know, Gruden making one last shot because I think Gruden's kind of maybe not in the hot seat yet, but he's starting to get a little warmer as the Raiders continue to fizzle what, each. What was his contract? Ten years, hundred million dollars. Golly, that's crazy. That's insane. <laughs> I, I, Ten years, a hundred million dollars for John freaking Gruden. And he's gone. What? He went four and twelve in twenty eighteen, seven and nine twenty nineteen, eight and eight last year. And like, I can't see this team going more than nine wins, ten wins this year. Well, I mean, that would be on track for continued continued improvement. You know what I mean? Yeah, but four and twelve, seven and nine, eight and eight. Honestly, they're the. I have them as the worst team in the AFC West. So obviously, the Chiefs, yeah. the Chargers, I think will be better, and the Broncos. If they can get good quarterback play, they should be yeah. higher up too. Really, Especially I mean, the Raiders. Are, the Denver has a sneaky good wide receiver core, and they have the best secondary in the NFL. Yeah. Their, their lineup on paper is pretty good, with they except just, quarterback. Yeah, yeah, they just have the big question mark under center. And the Raiders pretty much got worse. At they made questionable draft choices. They got rid of almost their entire starting line. Yeah, you know they're they don't really have any great receivers. I think um, their their high end was on the on that video I watched. I believe it was produced by the NFL. But uh, on the high end, they had like 11 wins at most. Um, and then on the low end, it was like a six-win season for them. Yeah, I could see them end up. I mean, I don't think it really matters. Derek Carr, the defense, the defense isn't that great. He doesn't have, Besides Waller, Jacobs is okay. I just don't think – I don't see that team going – I could easily see them even being worse than six wins with that roster. 
but we'll we'll see what happens. Yeah, we will. Um, what are your thoughts on Taysom Hill? Uh, I the New Orleans situation. I think if Taysom Hill gets a starting job week one, I'm going to be incredibly disappointed in that organization. I think. Did you draft Alvin Kamara or something? No, I haven't. <laughs> but yeah, I just think Taysom I, I didn't look that. very good. I didn't think Taysom looked very good. And I was actually impressed by Winston. I, he threw a pick, just like every quarterback on that team threw a pick. But he also threw a really great touchdown pass. He And the pick that was thrown was a dropped pass that ended up getting picked off by a safety. So when you're comparing interceptions, things like that matter. Uh, the throw was good. The catch was bad. Safety came in behind, picked it off. I think they would be crazy not to go with Jameis, considering the, the considering how good his upside is versus Taysom Hill. I think they'd be crazy to go with Jameis. I just don't like that team as a whole. They have talent, but they don't have a lot of depth. I don't trust either Winston or Hill. I don't think either of them's going to get them that far. They have no receiving core without Michael Thomas. Yeah. I don't, I mean, I like, obviously, Camara they have, and Troutman, I think, will be a good second-year tight end, but I just don't see either quarterback really doing that well this year. Hills, I know it was very weird to watch Hill last year because his mechanics are just off. I mean, he's great for a fantasy quarterback. He gets you tons of yards. I mean, I draft him in a fantasy league, but as a starting quarterback in the NFL... You know, maybe you give him one more shot, but I think he's better used as a skill player. Mm. Not saying, and Winston could be a good fit with Peyton. You never know. Yeah, especially because I mean, Peyton likes to throw the ball all over the field. Um, I mean, he's been doing it with Drew Brees for years, uh, and Winston is one of those guys that can do that. Um, whether or not he does that consistently is a different question. Um, we saw the the turn up in Tampa Bay, thirty touchdowns, thirty interceptions in his last season for the Bucks. But it's, I think he has improved, judging based on what I saw in the preseason game. He looked very good, so it's it's going to be interesting to see what they decide I, to do down there. I do think they'll end up missing Drew Brees, though. Oh yeah, a lot of people complained about his you know arm last year, but I think he's. A lot of Saints fans are going to end up missing him. Yeah, with whoever they get this year, even if it's Ian Book or whoever it is. But yeah, so uh, so you're. Do you think who do you think will be starting by the end of the year? By the we, end of the year, I think it's going to be Jameis. Um, I don't, but I'm I'm skeptical whether or not they're going to start on Week One. So, and two more thoughts. Mm-hmm. Do you think? Do you see Rodgers as a dark horse candidate for New Orleans next year? That's That'd be an interesting landing spot. Do they have enough cap room to afford a, a Rodgers? They'd, have to, they'd probably have to move around a lot because, you know, they have yeah. some big contracts with, like, Michael Thomas, Kamara, Ryan Ramchek, a couple of their linemen, but Lattimore also. But that would be an interesting fit. I mean, yeah, I mean it would work to, well with had, the way Sean Payton wants to run that offense. Yeah, I mean, you know, they could always... I know Thomas has had trade rumors, and maybe they send Thomas out or something like that. But yeah. and, and if not him, do you think they're in the market for a QB next year? Um, 
if not if neither Jameis or Taysom ends up working out, they miss they miss the postseason, um, and perform and perform very 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 poorly. I think they're easily in the market for a QB next year. But it's hard to say whether they'll go the way of the draft or go the way of free agency. I, I mean, I feel like it depends. I could easily see them in the draft just wanting to develop someone. Obviously, yeah. they took book this year. Yeah, but because but book doesn't have that same kind of upside that some of the yeah he obviously book isn't going to be. But I mean, there's a lot there's a lot of good not great quarterbacks next year. Yeah. That could be in the first round, so maybe take a flyer in one of those. You'd give Winston another year if he's decent this year and yeah. see how that turns out. Yeah. Um, I think they'll probably definitely – even if Winston plays decent, I think they're definitely in the in, going to draft another quarterback next year, especially if they can get someone um, who's maybe undervalued in the draft and slips to like round two or three that they can sweep up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'd be shocked if they didn't take a take a chance on another quarterback. I mean, there's always fits, so we'll yeah. see. And did you happen to see the highlights from the Steelers Eagles game uh, last Thursday? Um, I saw a few Nick, of them. Nick Mullins throwing five passes and two interceptions. Yeah, but... that was bad. <laughs> um. Um, I'll give two two thoughts. Eagles QB room. Joe Flacco looked really good. Again, yeah, he's there for about 180 yards, a touchdown. Hertz made a couple good throws, but you know, do you, do you still think Hertz is their guy? I know a lot of Eagles players think, have said that Eagle he's our QB one. But do you think he'll be the QB one entire year, or there's room for the the unfortunate upgrade? thing is. I think Jalen will be the starter for most of the season if he really takes a dip in terms of his output. I think they'll go to Joe Flacco, but I don't think the team is behind Joe Flacco. So I think even yeah, if they make that change, they're not going mean, to perform well with Joe Flacco at the helm. I mean, obviously with Flacco, you know what you're going to get. Yeah. It's not going to wow you. I mean, he wasn't awful last year for the Jets. I mean, he wasn't good by any means. I mean, but it's the Jets. <laughs> yeah, you know what you're going to get with Flacco. I mean, yeah. he had a... Uh, was it 2019? What's the year Lamar took over? He, he wasn't awful that year. I mean, he was, obviously, he's not great by any means, but he's still a serviceable quarterback at this point. He's better backup than some, but I do think yeah. they are, as Law mentioned, a dark horse candidate for Watson if a deal that goes through. They've shown a lot of interest in him, and it'll be yeah. interesting to see if he ends up going there. But so what's your thoughts on the backup situation in Pittsburgh? There's been two games now. Dwayne Haskins has looked pretty good in both. Mason Rudolph struggled a bit uh, in the Hall of Fame game, but looked better last week. Who do you think's going to take ahead as the backup QB to Big Ben this year, and will they have a future once Big Ben retires? I think uh, in terms of future, it kind of depends on what they decide to do uh, in the draft this coming year and also how they finish this year. Um, I think Dwayne Haskins, you know, pretty inconsistent from what we've seen from him so far in his NFL career. Uh, Mason Rudolph, I mean, he's still inconsistent, but at least you kind of understand his skill set and, and what he can do with the football. Pretty game manager type quarterback. 
Um, turns the ball over a little bit too much for my liking, but still less turnovers than Dwayne Haskins would provide, I assume. So if I had to pick one to take over for Big Ben, I'm, I'm leaning Rudolph. Um, and that's not to say I'm a fan of him. I'm, I'm not at all. <laughs> but I'm uh, not a fan of Dwayne Haskins either. So uh, I think that both think of those they, guys. What you say? think they should draft, they should draft someone? Uh, I don't think it's a bad idea unless they're thinking of doing something in free agency. But I haven't heard it's, I haven't heard any rumors about that. So, and it seems like the Steelers are always a pretty traditional organization. Like they like developing their own quarterbacks. Yeah, they don't, they don't like bringing in outside guys. Yeah, but you think with how talented their defense is that they're in a win now mode. So maybe they will have to go out there and get a quarterback. Because I mean, the defense is pretty much solid. They're top three, if not the best defense in the NFL. Yeah. The line has a lot of questions, so obviously that's an issue. Mm-hmm. Um, they drafted running back help this year. The receiving core is inconsistent but talented, so really it just comes down to the quarterback and the line. And, you know, if pretty good quarterback play against Aaron Rodgers, that would be an interesting team right there. That would be get- a team, if they can fix the O-line and bring Aaron Rodgers. Uh, yeah, that could that, be a, that would be a team that'd be tough to beat. Yeah, year. that'd be a tough yeah. team to beat. Um, and as a Jags fan, what was your thoughts about training Joe Sherbert Schobert to Pittsburgh? Um, I don't know. I'm kind of indifferent. A big on it. loss. I'm kind of indifferent on it. I mean, it is a loss for Jaguars, but I'm kind of indifferent on it. That should be a, once again. A, I know the the Steelers linebacker core has been a little bit an issue, so he should help boost there. But yeah. you think that'll hurt the Jacksonville defense, or um, they'll be able to make up for them? It's tough to say. I think the tough thing about Jacksonville is it doesn't. It almost appears as if they're scared to spend money. Um, I mean, you saw them get rid of. Jalen Ramsey, who is probably the best cover man corner in the in the in the league, um, they wouldn't re-sign him. He's in LA now. Uh, so many guys have left Jacksonville. So many really good defensive guys have left Jacksonville over the past couple of years. You kind of just get used to losing them at a certain point. <laughs> yeah, makes <laughs> but, sense. But uh, I mean, it's just it almost looks like they're scared to spend money anywhere. So. I think maybe they just wanted a new because he's past part of the old regime. You know, yeah. Urban didn't really want him, and they're pay- he got a big contract there too. So just a fresh start, and Urban wants one of his guys. But on another note, it was a very, very sad, emotional a, day. For you know what? You know what? Here, here's the thing, Kerry. Here's the thing. No, here's the thing. Okay, I had a pretty Wednesday. good day on Tuesday. Okay. Okay, so I, I work at a golf academy. I shot a video. I did a podcast, Chunk and Run podcast. Go check it out on uh, on Anchor. I, I did a lot of things yesterday. I was pretty pretty happy with the way yesterday went. And I fucking I looked at my phone. I'm gonna have to censor that, but I looked at my phone, and you know what I saw? Tim Tebow cut from the Jaguars. I was so angry. I couldn't believe it. I was so angry. Okay, this guy. Showed the heart of a lion coming back to the NFL, trying to play tight end. And because a couple videos went viral online of him playing like garbage, 
He's cut from the team. Like, I mean, honestly, I didn't see him making the roster, but I didn't see him being, you know, the first round of cuts either, especially with how weak that tight end group is. Yeah. I mean, I thought he would have been a good fit as, a, you know, a couple trick plays here and there. As yeah. A, you know, maybe third tight end. I mean, those those blocks were were a bit bad, but, I mean, he got the job done on that first one. Well, I mean, here's he was, the thing. on the On the first block, I'm assuming his job is to seal the edge. I'm not a tight end professional. I, I don't know what kind of block that he's trying to perform there. But it looks like the defender he was supposed to block crashed instead of coming at him, which he wasn't expecting. And then he tried to go in and kind of low block him, throw his shoulder at his knee. Uh, I used to play offensive line, so that's a common tactic for guys that are trying to stop a guy that they don't necessarily have the leverage on. It's just cut him at, cut him down by the knee. Uh, and, hey, listen, six to eight yard run, that's all I got to say. And uh, yeah. all, all I saw was a six to eight yard run. I didn't, I didn't see anything else. I just saw Tim Tebow jumping at a guy's legs and getting a six to eight yard run uh, converted. So, do you, do you think this will officially end the professional sports career, of Tim Tebow, or do you think there's anything else left for him? This is this is it. He's done. No more I, NFL. And he can't really. I don't think he'll go back to baseball. I just can't really see anywhere else. I think it's. But you know, SEC Network. His contract will look pretty good there. Yeah, I mean, obviously, and the SEC is getting bigger this year. So, the addition of Texas and Oklahoma. I know this isn't a college football podcast, but SEC just added Texas and Oklahoma, so they're looking like they're going to have a lot of a lot more big games this season than they did last season. So you're going to need mm-hmm. more uh, commentators on, on that SEC. So I'm expecting I'm, – I'm almost – I'll call it now. Listen, if Tim Tebow does not perform for the SEC Network this season, I will drink three shots on, on, uh, on the podcast back-to-back-to-back. To back to back, okay? I'll do that. This is a beer podcast, but I'll do three shots. That's a deal right there. All right. Uh, uh, last bit of news I wanted to cover before we close out the show here today. The new taunting rule. We saw it come into effect in uh, Indianapolis. In the Indianapolis Colts game. Uh, running back, takes a carry up the middle. Guy's on top of him. He's just keeping those legs moving, turning his legs. Carries him for like five or six yards. He's still going. Finally goes down. Stands up. Flexes in a guy's face who's on the ground. And flag comes out. <laughs> it's interesting. It's Listen, you know, a lot of people were making fun of uh, the NFL, calling it the No Fun League a couple years ago. This is the No Fun League. I mean, this guy just made the play of his life right guy just made the play of his life he's in the nfl he, he worked his he worked his butt off to get the nfl he makes a good play you know probably makes a 53 man roster off that play and he gets a flag called on him for taunting for flexing 
standing up and flexing after having eight guys on his back and going six yards with eight guys on his back. I think that's that's horrible. It's bad for the game of football. You want to see players excited to play the game. You know what I mean? And this does not incentivize that. Mm-hmm. What I do mean, you think about it, though? Maybe on the on the plus side, maybe less taunting, less fights is about all I can see. You know, I mean, going to be less arguing between, you know, because usually fights... Suspension starts, you know, one guy's in another guy's face during the game, and it starts some bad blood between the teams, and, you know, whatever happens, then maybe there's a few ejections, whatever. So maybe there's a little bad blood. I think it kind of takes away from the, you know, emotional impact of the game. Because guys, like, you know, once they make a great play, they can't really do as much. Yeah. To hype themselves up, I guess. Yeah. So the thing that's confusing to me is there's still there's not a celebration penalty. There's just a taunting penalty. And where does the line from celebration cross into taunting? Because I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, how are they determining that? I guess it's a judgment call, but... Seems to be all over the place. Because, like, a guy no. makes a sack. He starts playing the guitar toward the crowd or whatever. And that's not taunting, but a guy carrying eight guys on his back and then flexing after getting up after he's tackled is taunting. That doesn't make much sense to me. Or guys riding a surfboard after they make a sack or doing whatever after they make a sack is not taunting, but a guy running the ball, flexing, is. That just doesn't make sense to me. I understand that's a judgment call or whatever, but they say that this is going to be harshly enforced this year. I can't imagine... Like, what happens in a game if a guy makes a big play? Like, for instance, look at the playoffs. Think of this happens in the playoffs. Guy makes a big play, breaks up a pass down the field in the end zone. That would have been a game-tying touchdown with, like, four seconds left or whatever. And then he does the incomplete sign in the, in the, in the, in the, in the receiver's face. Flag comes out, taunting. Offense gets a untimed down or whatever and they end up scoring and winning the game. Like, how bad is that going to look on the league? It seems that each, every year the NFL does some stupid rule that nobody agrees with, and it ends up, I'm going to hurt their popularity. Well, I mean, we'll see if it, obviously it happened the preseason, but if it takes a big effect this year. You know, I mean, they had, what was it, I don't know if it was last year or the year before, the celebration rules, but there always seems to be every year the NFL is a new stupid rule. But yeah, because you know, next year there'll be oh, no dancing or something like that. That'll and it seems and to me it seems like even when they inter like they make a rule that is supposed to like help make the refs call the game better. So for instance, with like the challenging pass interference penalty or like thing that came out last year because of the horrific missed call <laughs> the previous year. Like, even when they make a rule like that, how many pass interference calls got actually overturned last year? It was almost, like, zero. Yeah. And even when it was like, okay, yeah, that's pass interference. Nope, not pass interference. Okay, we're going to challenge this pass interference call as an incidental. Nope, it was purposeful. It was just, like, a lot of those, like, ticky-tack calls were 
were kept on the board because it seemed like the officiating crews didn't want to embarrass themselves. You know what I mean? Yeah, it just seems to be all over the place and It's kind of like in it's kind of like in baseball where they implemented the challenge but the the call on the field still somehow has a bearing on the review. So it's a little bit different with football because it's less precise than baseball. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's less precise than baseball. It's like you can see if, you know, someone was tagged out or thrown out or if something was called wrong or whatever. But, like, the mm-hmm. ruling on the field still somehow has bearing, has bearing instead of – it just seems like – it seems like with officiating, like professional officiating, it seems like they're worried about being wrong, which they should be. But then again, there's no punishment for them being wrong, other than your team might lose a game. But that's that they don't have, they don't care about that. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I don't I mean, know. It's a, it's another example, the no fun league. No fun league, exactly. Uh, but I was, I was dis- I heard about the taunting thing last week and they said that it was going to be harshly enforced. So I was waiting to see what they would call taunting for. You know what I mean? Was it going to be the celebration after the sack, the celebration after first down, the dropping the ball and doing the first down sign, you know, what is it going to be that? Or was it going to be something else? And apparently it's flexing after a guy does something incredible uh, like carry eight people on his back for a first down for like a 15 yard run. So, and again, I mean, it is preseason, you know, it's preseason calls too. So hopefully by the regular season, they'll, you know, maybe don't I mean, call it as much. Or if yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Good, but I mean, but... The, the thing that worries me is that they were, they stressed that this was going to be a, a point of emphasis uh, mm-hmm. this season, which worries me into thinking that, okay, they're they're very serious and they're going to call it very tight this year. Yeah, I mean, nobody nobody watches the NFL for the flag show. We, people get, that turns off. I mean, who wants to sit there and watch 20 flags a game? It's not then, fun. Whenever, no, it's, whenever you see, like, so I, I don't know about you, Kerry. So whenever I'm watching football and I see, like, three plays in a row where there's a flag, to me, that's the officials inserting themselves in the game. And then I'm concerned when I'm watching the rest of the game, okay, is this going to be a win because it's a better team or is it going to be a win because some ticky-tack call was made by the ref? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it kind of ruins, a little bit ruins the game for me when I see that. I'll, I'll, And I have turned games off before when I've seen that kind of stuff happen, when I see refs inserting themselves too much into a into a game. And those drives, you know, that halfway down the field only because the refs helped them out. It's yeah. just, it's aggravating. It's aggravating. Infuriating, some might say. Basically, yeah. But uh, we'll see as this develops for the rest of the year how they end up calling it. I'm hoping that they somehow find a way to make this a little bit less horrible than what I saw on uh, on in the Colts preseason game. But uh, if, if it doesn't get, if this doesn't get cleaned up and it doesn't get more of a standard, if that makes any sense for what taunting is, and it's just a guy flexing because he, he made an incredible play, 
then uh, it's going to be a hard year to watch NFL football. A very hard year to watch NFL football. Yeah, it's, we'll have to wait and see what happens, but who knows at this point. I'm always hoping for the best. Yeah, got to think positive. Got hey, to be positive. Today, this year's going to be great. Yeah, NFL. There's going to be back. fans and stands, butts and seats. Except you know, in L- except for the Chargers. Except for the Chargers and Rams. But every, everybody else. Everybody else. There's going to be people there. Um. So excited about that. Uh, that's all we have for today's show. I hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, Trevor had an issue with his connection, so he wasn't able to join us for uh, most of the podcast. But I still hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, this is Beerly Football Podcast. Uh, you can check us out at, at Beerly Sports on Twitter and on Instagram. Uh, be sure to give us a follow. Uh, and make sure you let us know in the comments if there's anything you wanted to hear us talk about and that we didn't talk about today. Um, we greatly appreciate it, and we and we look forward to getting feedback from you guys about uh, things that we said on the podcast, whether you agree with us, disagree with us. Uh, but yeah, I hope you guys had a uh, have a great week. And uh, is there anything you want to add, Carrie? Let's all just ha- remember to have a moment of silence this week for Tim Tebow's playing career. We'll miss you. <laughs> we'll greatly miss you, Mr. Tebow. Rest in peace. Romans 824 or whatever he said. I think it was 815. I could be wrong. Uh, it was John 316. Bible verse. Uh, we're out. You guys have a good week. Early boys. <laughs>